Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis show, our first time, me and Ryan Bukovetsky going live here on StreamYard as we try to perfect this platform enough to come to our viewership and to give you something that's quality, to say the least. Um, not a lot of jovialness in this one coming to you. It's definitely about uh, Tony Russo. My name is Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. I'm the host of That Davis Show. You know my executive producer. His name is Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on uh, Instagram. So listen. Wait, uh, should we be wearing all black for uh, the Universal <laughs> session? That's about to happen? No, no. We're, we're going to try to look at this in a balanced in a balanced manner, um, but also full of emotions. All right. So if you don't know, and I'm sure you all know by now, uh, the Chicago White Sox have went into the Wayback Machine and rehired former manager Tony La Russa. Um, Tony La Russa hasn't coached since 2011. It's been nine years. Uh, he ran the... Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he also was a part of, of the Boston's front office and advisor. And the Angels. I was going to get to that, right? And then the last team was the, the advisor for the Angels uh, this past season, at least. It was definitely a question asking him about uh, how Joe Madden handles social justice, and we'll get to that. So I, I want to talk about how I feel initially. Um, this was not a good moment, um, especially when it just comes to now, outside of baseball, to a certain degree, because uh, I do think there are some people that are closer to baseball recently that may be better. Let's take nothing away from the greatness of Tony La Russa as a manager. All right, Tony La Russa has the third most wins um, as far as active, not active, but formerly active managers. If you had your pick, you would probably be someone that you would choose. Um, but I, I just have to feel in the, the check in the room and the, the tenor in the room and uh, going back to you know some of the things, it was funny. I was sitting there watching this initially on uh, NBA. I mean MLB dot uh, com, not dot com, the MLB Network, and they had MLB Now on. And after the initial questions, and they went back uh, to the host, they reacted with, "What's going on? Why are they asking them these questions first? And those questions were basically about you know his age and getting a job and social justice, and also about necessarily uh, how he would react with the Sox players' bat flips and enthusiasm, and it, it quote unquote would he feel that it's disrespecting the game? And uh, looking at the MLB now, I was like, man, you guys really don't know. And uh, one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm looking at social media in Chicago, people are happy. And it, 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 it's twofold right there. Because one, of course, we're in Chicago, you, you don't know. And you hear Tony Russo and they're like, people should be ecstatic. But also it still goes to kind of what Tony Russo in the incident in 2016, as far as what happened with him talking about Cap Neely and about, you know, don't disrespect the flag and don't disrespect. And, you know, I hope by all, by now, most people have progressed from then. But there's a lot of privilege in the fact that you weren't progressive enough back then. Like that's, I think that's the thing that we we really be we really get on of people of color in this situation because you look at my face. I have to be understanding to a lot of people, 
in this place. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in the back of the room, you have to look and see how everyone else is moving because it's rarely that you get a chance to be the person in front of the room. So you have to learn to, to acclimate to different situations where the person in the front of the room is leading by charge and he's not really worried about acclimation. You just better get in where you fit in. And that's kind of how that felt listening to those gentlemen talk about that. Um, I think it's a good hire from the point of baseball to a certain degree, even though he's been out of baseball forever. All right. So I don't want to make it seem like this is one of those things where it's just like, this is the worst. It's the worst because how I feel that what's going on right now in the world, my owner or the owner of the team that I root for, he's not my owner. He's the owner of the team that I root for didn't care. And that's the, and that's the thing that really just jumps out to us. His, his friendship with his, his partner um, meant more than worrying about the fact that you have this team with, with I, I, let's, I'll throw Tim Anderson in with this. You have the, and I know he's not Afro-Latina, but you have this Afro-Latina team basically when it comes to everyday players, right? And it's funny even with that because I think about, you know, especially with when you look at um, Yoan Mankata, uh, not as much with, uh, with Jose Abreu because I feel like Jose Abreu has uh, acclimated himself enough to where he's not necessarily fearful to step out on issues, but I look at someone like Yoan Makata and think about the fact that there may be some apprehension about showing uh, how he feels about social injustice because he feels like uh, he's a guest here in this country. And I, I, cause I try to, that's another thing. I try to think about how other people are going through stuff, you know? So a part of you, and I don't know how Yoan Makata feels. Let me just let that say that, but I know you may feel like I come to the land of milk and honey. I'm rich. I don't want to disrespect anything here. And I, I understand that. Um, but when you look at the team and, and you look at the city and you look at what's going on and you didn't even slow down with it. Like we just to think, Ryan, there were times that we felt here that Davis show, Kim Davis, Robert Gavessi. There were times that we felt here that maybe, you know, hopefully I should say, hopefully the Tony Russo thing is a smokescreen because perhaps with AJ Hinch, Alex Cora, you know, they don't want to go straight to someone who's quote unquote a cheater, even though, Tony Russo has been involved with some of the best steroid users ever in the MLB. All right. And I'm, I'm not just trying to take a shot. I mean, we, we know basically steroid use really, and this comes from working out and bodybuilding started on the West coast. All right. And we know what happened with the bash brothers and then taking that with Mark McGuire to, to St. Louis. And I'm not using that as a reason to keep uh, Tony Russo out of his job. I'm partially using it as a reason why some people was bashing AJ Hinch. I don't put what AJ Hinch did on the same level as steroids. I'd probably say AJ Hinch is probably here. Steroids is probably there, especially since he was the manager. And as a manager, it's hard to necessarily stop your players from using steroids. What are you going to do? Snatch the needle out there. But I'm just I'm being facetious, but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to look at it from both sides. Because hopefully if you follow this show from when it was the Dean Davis show to that Davis show, that's one of the things that we always try to do. And I try to just look through, through one lens. But in that, I want you to look through my lens or, or people of color's lens in this situation. I was listening, lucky enough, this news broke today uh, during, during the Lawrence Home show and uh, Jason Goff called in and I didn't know Lawrence had moved. I know Lawrence had talked about moving uh, in one of our last discussions. Um, I didn't know Lawrence had moved and Lawrence was talking about being in the vicinity physically. He's closer in the vicinity to guarantee rate. And Jason lives that in that way. And I don't know where any of these gentlemen lives now. I knew where Lawrence lived before and that's not important. Um, but still, he, he expressed, both of them expressed something poignantly about being closer to the team physically, but feeling a lot more distance from this hire. 
And th- I think that's the thing that we want people to, to pay attention to. Like in talking to social media with a lot of people today, um, like some cats just didn't get how I was feeling. And it was, I'm like, it's deeper than that. Cause they're like, well, you, you're going to win the world series. Probably. And again, you don't know if you're going to win a world series. That has, this has nothing to do with Tony LaRusso managing. It's just the difficulty in baseball to get to and win a world series. So let me start with that. It's not a given with the talent that's on this team. It gives you a better chance bringing in, the third uh, winningest manager in MLB history, and we know how long the MLB has run around, it definitely increases that chance. Uh, Managerial-wise, it's not a bad decision. I still would have probably had A.J. Hinch over him just just for me personally. I, I would have because I feel like in some ways he's Tony La Russa with analytics, and I know we don't really know because we don't know how much of the, the cheating uh, that he did. But that that's just one of the things that stood out. I thought about what Jerry Reinsdorf is telling me. And Jerry Reinsdorf, I thought about the song, and I, I think I've told you this in the past, Ryan, uh, when you had the Trayvon Martin case, right? And I know people feel like, damn, Ken, this is heavy as hell. How are you going to Trayvon Martin? Just follow me, all right? Because um, they're not the same thing. This is an apples and apples comparison. It, Trayvon Martin was a, a, an atrocity. But I felt like after George Zimmerman was, was let go, I remember walking to work downtown, and I was playing Worst by Drake, and uh, the real, and I was thinking, I was listening to this song last week, and maybe my favorite Drake song, at least is in my top three. But I, I loved the line, motherfuckers never loved us in that song, right? Because that's how I feel Jerry Reinsdorf said to me today, right? Like, yeah, you've been down here, whatever, but motherfucker, I don't love you, right? Uh, this is basically my ball, and I'll play with it the way that I fucking feel with it. And regardless of your emotions, because... Before today, Tony Russo never addressed the fact of social justice and also the discussion of sincerity. And I, I love the fact that, and let me make sure that I, I definitely, Tim Brown uh, asked Tony Russo, who, who, who is he and what privileges does he have to necessarily decide when someone is being sincere or not? And Tony Russo addressed that by saying, you know, I take sincerity by your regular actions. So listen, and, and what you do to the follow up, and I'm not negating that. I would want people to follow up with their react when they're sitting there protesting or talking about social injustice. See, part of the problem with that is this: what if what you know? If I'm LeBron James, and I didn't do the the voting movement, which he did, and you should do, and I'm saying anybody shouldn't do something to back up what they're saying. But if because of my platform, I'm just highlighting what's going on, how can you? diss me for doing that and say, well, you know what? He showed us what's going on, but you know what? It really doesn't matter because what did he do behind it? Because that person with that platform may sit there and shine a light on something that a lot of other people didn't pay attention to. So like, how do you dictate someone's sincerity? So that to me, and also when did you come to realize you were wrong? Like he, there was no Drew Brees moment here. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, you know what? This is why I feel like I was wrong in this. First of all, all of us love first responders. Like, let's stop. Let's stop. acting. All of us have family members have been in the military. So let's stop acting like we all man, we just hate them. The people that are opposed to uh, being disenfranchised, being beat upon or killed. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, that means we just hate you. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that. But we can highlight you're not doing your you're clearly not doing your job successfully. But, yeah, Jerry Ronsoff to me told me uh, basically, kid, I don't give a hell what you say. I'm going to play with my ball the way I play. And listen, that's his right to do it. Uh, it's good that he did it because it puts things in a better perspective. Um, watching the presser, it did help somewhat. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it eased. It didn't. 
it didn't ease my concerns, but it, it, it was it brought me down from the, as much anger as I was experiencing because Sox is, have increased their chances to win. But I don't love this team as much as I love this team yesterday. And um, that hurts because Sox have sucked a lot. You know what I'm saying? And baseball, and I said this this year, baseball as a fan pulls the most out of you because of the amount of time you have to spend with it. I love the top three sports. All right. And I have, I have some love for hockey, but baseball, basketball, football are definitely my jams. All right. But out of those three, the amount of time you have to spend with baseball, it is something about it. It, it angers me more when something goes on because I've dedicated so much time to it and to sit there and dedicate this time this season and how this season felt. Think about that. Sox fans. We, we were sitting there. I had on Herb Lawrence, executive producer for the Lawrence Home Show. Uh, and Herb was sitting there pointing out, and his point was valid, that Ricky is a low-hanging fruit because that's what people usually go to when their things go wrong. And I told him, I'm not the Ricky basher, but Rick, basically Ricky had to go. And those bashings at that point were, were correct. But at that point, most people didn't even think. You can look at Paul Sullivan in the Tribune. Most people didn't think Ricky Renteria was going to be fired. When you see Rick Hahn taking these steps, right, that modern, effective teams actually do, and he, he, you get to the point, Theo Epstein, let's, let's just use the Cubs. You get to the, to, to the Theo point with Ricky Renteria, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, he's cool and all, but you know what? I'm going to rock with so-and-so because they're better. You know what I'm saying? He's cool, but yo, he's better. When you get to that point, you make that decision business-wise because it's going to be better for the organization. And we always look at the Sox and loyalty because of Jerry. And it was basically people were going off of the track record of Jerry. That, you know, that's not what Jerry does. Jerry's going to stick with the person. Jerry doesn't want to pay to have a, a manager sitting out, so on and so forth. When you see the next day or the, the, the day after or two, that, that Rick Hahn expresses the feeling that we have as Sox fans, like, no, we're ahead of schedule. This gentleman who did a lot for us, our organization is getting his culture right. Give Rick Renteria his props for getting the culture right. This gentleman did all this to get our culture right, right? I'm going to let him go, and as he should have. I'm going to let him go. And now the world is open to us. Finally, we're running this like a first-rate organization. All our, our, our stars have basically signed up for the future, outside of maybe uh, Lucas Giolito. As far as guys right now, that's proven, proven. All our guys are basically locked up. You know, you bring in Dallas Keiko, you bring in uh, Yasmani Grinnell, um, like you're just looking like a team, you know what I'm saying, where it's like, man, we on the cusp. Now all we need is that guy that brings old school and new school together, right? And I understand some people's apprehension about A.J. Hens for cheating. But if you dislike A.J. Hens for cheating, and that's just something to do with baseball, then hopefully you can kind of feel my feelings on somebody that's talking about that someone that looks like me doesn't have the right to point out that people are harming us, that we pay to protect us. All right. And I know people are like, well, why are you bringing it up? Because it's important to me. That's why I'm bringing it up because it bothers me. It bothers me to the point where he, he didn't have to address this situation till today where we knew at least after, and it's, it's sad that after George Floyd, that now people had to come up and make their mea culpas a Jerry Jones, quote unquote, who still hasn't, but he still hadn't addressed it. But you, uh, t today you addressed it, but it also depends on someone's sincerity. Shouldn't be the judge of someone's sincerity. I, I have, if, if I have a Bosnian friend, he's telling me something to go on with Bosnia. 
It's not my business to address his sincerity. It's my business to take in the information that he's telling me about, analyze it, uh, probably believe him for saying if he's my friend, I'm going to take it and also see if there's anything as an ally that I can do to move it forward. And this is just common things when you can, especially when you see terrible things happening to people with regularity. So that that that's that's the thing. I want to stick with Rick Hahn. This is disrespectful to Rick Hahn. And as Rick Hahn told you, and, and I believe it was a good one from James Fegan from The Athletic. He asked him, you know, according basically to what you basically according to what you said, and I'm paraphrasing it, this wasn't the guy you're going to go for. He asked him about being too insular. Of course, Rakan was like, he's been close to law for it to be insular. But just everything that you said, this necessarily wasn't the guy. And Rakan pointed out things change quickly. So basically, Jerry told them, y'all going to have to go and interview him. And this is going to basically be the guy. If he says he wants the job, he wants the job. He also pointed out that they didn't interview anybody else because Rick Hahn being a decent cat, he didn't want to sit there and, and, and interview someone who's not going to get the job because once Jerry had made the call, the call had already been made. Um, so when you when Rick Hahn is proven to us, and that's like the real thing, Rick Hahn has proven to us that what, he's top six at least in the MLB? Like, he's somewhere in that area now, I, be, I believe, right? That he's somewhere as far as running the organization and being a general manager. He's getting to elite level, but he's he's damn sure really good. And he's an asset. And you sit there and kneecap this asset by not letting him finish what he started. Like, why didn't you let Rick Hahn finish what he started? Like, do we, we trusted in this. And then you come and kneecap us and not let the guy who's leading this movement fulfill what he began to take us to another place. I, I see people saying that Rick Hahn should just leave. I don't think Rick Hahn's going to leave because he wants to see his baby make it all the way to the end because this is still his baby. You know, and also someone has to protect the baby. You know what I'm saying? When you got Tony in here with the bat line straight to the to the to the ownership, like we sit here, Ryan, you know, we get on Jerry Jones all the time because Whoever the Dallas Cowboys coach is, it doesn't matter when players can call Jerry directly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like anybody that works in anything, there's a cutoff point with the higher up between you and the, the person between you and that person for a reason. Uh, not to say you can't go to them, but if you can sit there and easily, like if I, if I know the owner and I work for somebody and Ryan, you're my supervisor, right? And you're talking about what Damn time. Damn straight. You're right. <laughs> you're talking about what time I get to work. And I'm basically like, you know, forget, fuck what you're talking about. You know, and I go talk to the owner and he comes to you and be like, you know, don't, don't necessarily worry about it. You're going to feel a certain kind of way because you're holding other people to that standard, but you can't hold me to that standard. So now, and it, I'm also flip that later on and tell you positives in, in some ways when it comes to that, even though I'm not going to say that those positives outweigh the negatives, because I do think that that's definitely a, a, a negative. But we're kind of pointing out that this was uh, LaRusso was, well, he, well LaRusso was pointing out that he was surprised by the call. Again, Jerry wanted to reunite the old team uh, from the deathbed. And I hate to say that because that's that's just foul to say something about that. I don't want Jerry Ryan to die. I'm not the type of human being. Um, but still, when you want to do something, and I hate when people use the expression, paying back for firing them. Listen, I got some nice ex-girlfriends. And, you know, if I hit the lotto, I'll definitely send them some dollars. But that doesn't mean I want to go back and reconsummate those old relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, Does you, uh, Rick Hyde need an assistant GM, Hawk Harrelson or someone to come out? For well, I mean, but see, that's on Jerry for letting Hawk be the GM in the first place. Like that, that, that whole thing was ridiculous. Like, see, this is the thing. So Jerry, we're all paying for it because you didn't recognize, uh, Tony LaRusso's talent back in the days like that. 
I shouldn't have to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? That's on you. If you listen, if you want to sit there and play, play kissy face with this dude, do that. Just don't involve my team when you or your team, because it's not you proven again that it's not the fans is not our team. This is your team, sir, uh, because you didn't listen to anything majority of us said, even people that didn't have a real problem with Tony or the problems that I've said and some other people have said, but still he wasn't at the top of their list. You didn't listen to, to any of that whatsoever. You want to do something that felt good to you. And I mean, it's, it is what it is. He talked about um, uh, players bat flips. And of course this goes to Tim Anderson. It was a question, I believe by Vinny Dubar uh, from uh, NBC Chicago. And, uh, and it's just, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm just saying that it's just, it's crazy to be in this situation because we've been happy. And I know Tony came in on our text chain yesterday and we all knew it was a done dilly. But he was like, man, it's a done dilly. So today I'm looking at everything and I see when it hits and it's like, he's the manager. Even though we knew he was the manager, he's the manager. And I felt like shit, you know what I'm saying? Because one, and I, I, I want to say my team didn't notice as I was going to feel, but they knew I was going to feel about this. They did this face. I was going to feel about this. They didn't care. They, and listen, I guess, quote unquote, I'll say this. It still will be wrong. If you prioritize winning over my feelings, somewhat cool, to a certain degree, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't feel I don't feel as cool, but it's somewhat cool to a certain degree. Do I believe Tony Russo can win a, a World Series title as the manager of the White Sox? Yes, he's Tony Russo. Even if he's been out of baseball this long, yes. Would he have been my candidate? No. Are there underlying issues that 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 also bring it to make me angry? Yes. I brought up what he said about Colin Kaepernick. The fact that he w- wasn't necessarily close to analytics. Um, still, they, the question was asked. Um, let me make sure if I can see who uh, I can't. I don't know if I can see who asked him. The question was asked: Would he necessarily? No, you know what? Dion Miller, friend of the show, I believe it was Dion. Uh, no, it wasn't Dion. Made him in Fegan. I can't remember. Let me stop. I can't remember. The question was asked: If you were in the same situation as Kevin Cash, would you do it? And that's one of these um, because if you look at it, and I mean, we all know in the World Series that Kevin Cash shouldn't have pulled Snell out, right? Uh, especially when you look at the numbers that dramatically when Snell went around the third time that I believe like by fourfold his ERA increased, if not even but more by that. Right. And basically Tony Russo was like, you got to pay attention to what's going on in the game, which anybody in the situation will basically say that. But still, it goes back to the Rick Hahn situation. The front front office is telling you, hey, I need you to you should probably use this guy, this guy, this reliever, this reliever. And you're basically like, screw that. And there's no, there's there's no one to hold you to it because. All you got to do is call Jerry and shoot the shit. Man, Jerry, you know how you would say Like, I know you think I'm joking, but I'm, I'm being serious. And this is something that Ryan and I have talked about for weeks when Tony Russo first came up was the fact that you're messing up with Rick Hahn. Why, why would you, it, with everything that Rick Hahn has done, why would you sit there and, and just play him the way that you've played him? And I mean, so those are the things. The social justice thing and the Rick Hahn thing. Then probably followed by um, no, then followed by the players on the team and, and, and their free spirit, but also um, being a team that's 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 African to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying you got Tim Anderson, this is one cat, but you got a lot of Afro-Latinos on this team and, and bringing in this, this, this older gentleman. And that's not to say that older people can't acclimate and learn and change, but where was this learning and changing before this lovely job came out? Because that's, and I want to get on that. <sighs> Tony Russo said that Jerry Rostov could have hired him in the past, correct? He said this in his, in, in, during the presser. When was this? Between yeah, 0- 2012? 
You know, yeah, between well, wait, between Oakland, right, and going to St. Louis, right. When were you going to hire him? When, when, when were you going? And when were you going to leave St. Louis, that organization, for the Sox? And I know the Sox didn't fans, he win a World Series right before he ended too. Yeah, he, he ended it and took it to, to win a World Series. He won two there, right? So, like, what what are you? How are you saying? But then this goes to Jerry, and it, this I want Sox fans to really think about this, right? Jerry Reinsdorf sat here and played us for years. Never let this organization set up right. Had these one-dimensional players. A guy that can slug softball-wise. A guy, he can run fast, but this guy can't hit for anything. This guy has a nice glove. But when we finally get four, not all, but four-dimensional players, maybe five-tool, a five-tool guy here or there, you go out and get your old friend and give him this job. When you could have given him shitty teams all in the past, so you shit it on us and let us have all these bad teams for as long as you let us have all these bad teams when you could have done something. And finally now in the in the, 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 the moonlight of your life and you say, and you have this, the, the greatest talented White Sox team outside of the team that the, the, the strike was called. And this is maybe even more talented than that. Outside the team in the 94 when Jerry was in charge basically and had the strike. You, you had this wonderful team. And then you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hook my motherfucking friend up with it. We're going to go out together with this one. It's disrespectful to all of us. Dog, we sat here for five years with 100 lost seasons, right? All you had to do was stick to the script so we all can be happy. But because of you and what you want, you couldn't sit there and just put in someone that for the most part, we will all be commiserate with that person getting this damn job. And again, I think the White Sox, I definitely have a chance to win a World Series with Tony Roos as the manager. I just don't want to feel like this. It's It feels like the Bears right now, where outside of the last game, the Bears win, but there's no relaxation in these games. Like There's no joy in it while you're watching it and taking place. There was joy, even with what happened with the White Sox the month of September and then losing to the A's. The day I think most White Sox fans, the day after losing to the A's, were happy again because we knew what we had. Then it was compounded because of what the White Sox lost to the A's on what, a Thursday or Friday, I believe. And then that Monday, Ricky's fire. And it was like, whoa, yes, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I was already happy because of how the year is moving, but I'm thinking we're going to do the lazy thing and keep a guy just for the sake of keeping him. But Rick Hahn is going to step up and realize, no, we got We got We have to, we have to grab a hold and a go napper while we have the chance. And it, it just juiced you. It, 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 it just made you feel good. And now to get the new hire and it feels like a fucking kick in the gut. Like part of me doesn't even want to watch it. Right. I know I am. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm still going to root for this team. But it's the worst. It's one of the worst feelings for a team that you think helped themselves today. They did they help themselves today? Yes, they helped themselves because you have one of the greatest managers has ever been a manager in MLB. That's that's the truth of the matter. I can't take anything away from that. Um, just because I I don't like uh, aspects of his his character, I have to still admit and own up to the work that he's done, the hard work that he's put in. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that. Can this gentleman get the socks over the threshold? Probably, perhaps, even though we still have to see what's time away from the game and how the change of the game, how he acclimates himself to that. It's not just a given. Um, and also we don't even know how this team is going to take to him and how he's going to take to this team. Um, I still believe in Rick Hahn. You know what I'm saying? I, that's like the Rick Hahn is the parent that stays in the house when we all getting our ass beat and should leave. But it's like, if I leave, these kids don't die. 
I mean, it just, just that's how I feel. Like, cause I, if I was him, I'll be tempted to go because you know there's job offers that are going to be coming at him. I'd be tempted to go because when is this really mine? And I've proven myself, and for, for the next few years at least, he's in some ways answering to to, uh, to, to Tony Larusa. Just be be cognizant of that. He's answering to Tony Larusa uh, in some way or another, and Rick Hahn has done a well too well of a job for me to feel like he has to do that. Now, if this was Tony Roos, if this was if this was 2013, 2015, let me even say that. This is 2015 and Tony Roos was like, I'm coming to help y'all, I'd be like, man, Rick Hahn, you just gotta listen to what this man is telling you to do. But I feel like Rick Hahn has proven that he's someone that we can trust as Sox fans and that's someone that we can believe in, especially when he's let alone uh, to his own faculties just to go about his business. But that, that's really, I think, the heart of um, what I want to get to. Uh, I definitely want to do it today. Um, I don't have the same angst that I had earlier on. I'd be lying if I said that some of it didn't calm down during the presser. Um, some of the questions was, I mean, some of the questions he didn't ask the way that I want to ask. Because Listen, I'll tell you this. I don't know shit about Tony LaRusso's sincerity since he's the, the judgment man on sincerity. Because if you were sincere, you should have made these Mia Copas before getting a job. All right. That's sincerity. That's sincerity is when the light isn't even on you. And even though if you point out you were wrong, people be like, why did you bring it up? Nobody was even talking about you. That's sincerity, Tony LaRusso. So be sincere yourself and step out there and before you get this job to say, you know what, I was wrong. And it wouldn't even been as hard because the temperature in the room had changed. Plenty of people now can come out and say they were wrong, but you didn't even do that until you got this job today. So that bothers me. And I have no problem with telling you that it bothers me. If you don't feel like it's important, all right, this is you not feeling that's important. That's, what does that say about you? But that brought a lot of angst to this hire. And I, I wanted to express that because people were like, why, why are you, what's wrong going on? And I'm not dissing y'all for asking, but sometimes, you know, I like to play I didn't even want to play today about this. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I didn't, I didn't want to go back and forth with people um, or some clever shit because it wasn't about clever shit. Just because like, listen, I don't even want to change my social media avatar because as soon as I change it, I'm gonna have to put that motherfucker back to black. That's it. That's, that's really the gist of, did you get it out? Nah, but uh, we'll do, we get some more out later on. We'll get some guests to come on and talk about this. But Ryan, I have to just find out what, what were your thoughts of the hire and how did you feel? Listen, it's so early, dog, but dude, it's it's four fifty four. I don't drink I don't drink whiskey this early. Oh, a special occasion, right? Uh, it's for the pain. Yeah, that's that's usually what it's good for. Um, I don't know. I, like you said, I don't think this hurts any World Series chances. I mean. First of all, if you're a fan that really cares about the manager, you have to decide how much managers even mean. Because I was listening to the Lawrence Holmes show, and Herbie, I thought, made a great point. Uh, if you're not a manager person, Sox probably are going to do what they're going to do in 2021 with or without him for the most part. Now, that doesn't mean that the manager is completely useless. They really matter when it comes to bullpen, substitutions, in-game kind of things. And... Tony Russo is as good as anybody doing that stuff, so I, I don't think you necessarily worry there. I think the things, like you pointed out, how is he going to handle the clubhouse? Because Ricky built a great clubhouse there, and are stupid things like bat flips going to become a problem and kind of change the energy and makeup of the team, and you definitely don't want that. And just, you know, it's been nine years. That is a long time. Does he kind of... 
I don't know, have some values or baseball kind of thoughts as a manager that he's not going to change on, and the game has changed in that perspective. But I can't imagine it's something so dramatic where all of a sudden it's like Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, like you reference, where it's a train wreck. Like they're not even going to come close to the playoffs because it doesn't yeah, even look right regardless. Yeah, and he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, even with all the uh, injuries, like it just doesn't look right. Period. Like, yes, you can't can't win with that many guys down. But I think t- I think it's just strange. The one thing is just not talking to anybody else. But like you pointed out, if Jerry's just like, "This is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy." Well, Why waste other people's yeah. time? Well, who are you going to talk to? What what is what's there going to be? And then you just wonder what kind of riff there is with Kenny and Rick, you know, I can't imagine either of those guys are necessarily pounding the desk for Tony La Russa. If anything, they're pounding it the other way saying, why do we have to have Tony La Russa? And you just wonder it does that. Maybe do we look back on this in a few years and say, man, hiring Tony La Russa really caused a riff that we didn't need as the white Sox organization or as a white Sox fan. But that's probably not going to happen. That's that just just to be fair, I guess, on all things, the positive and the negative. But overall, I'm kind of like you. The more I thought about Tony Larusa ever since it was rumored, I don't necessarily think it's a bad hire baseball wise. But I I don't like the hire for them, especially like we talked about. You got AJ Hinch there. The, the guy just seems like a superstar manager. But maybe Jerry, you know, Mr. Old Baseball, Mr. Romantic about baseball, maybe it just drove him insane, the idea of having A.J. Hinch, the cheater, be on his team or something like that. You know what? Um, shout out to the bigs. Terrence Tomlin posted, you know what? Jerry brought this in because he probably doesn't like the guy celebrating and stuff like that and wants somebody to tamper it down. Um, let's not forget Jerry's the guy that until Dallas Keiko got there, you couldn't have a beer, right? Like, and you saw how many bros had beards out there. So think about it. these guys, Jose Bray, you think Jose Bray has been wanting to rock a beer, but couldn't. And he's been here while they've been suffering. Dallas Keiko pop up and was like, dude, I got a beard. And Jerry's like, do your thing then. Like, just think about Like, if you're an already employee, look at kind of, and it's not apples to apples. Look at the Clippers, Right. Because the guys that are on the Clippers didn't deserve to be treated like Kawhi. And, well, Kawhi, I won't say Paul George. Well, Kawhi, but you saw how they had they felt a certain kind of way about the treatment that he received. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's 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 similar to that is kind of what I'm saying to where, you know, you're going to kind of feel a certain kind of way about the type of treatment this, this guy's getting. There are some pros. I'll say this pro. Jerry's going to want to prove that he's right. All right. So I think there's more incentive for him, especially with the pandemic, perhaps closing it in the purse strings to spend a tad bit more. Uh, Tony's going to tell him what he needs. Something like Tony Russo is trying to, he's not doing this shit to fucking come here and just sit in the twilight years. He's not trying to pull a Lou Pinella, Right. And I mean, at that time the Cubs were actually trying to spend Jim Hendry was actually try, trying to spend, oh, spend some money, uh, even though he wasn't spending it properly because, you know, you look at the Alfonso deal, it wasn't necessarily a good deal. You, he wasn't going to be selling bases like that anymore. Soriano. Um, but still, you, you're in a situation where Jerry's probably going to give more. He's going to spend more for Tony Russo than he would for A.J. Hinch. He's going to spend more for Tony Russo than he would for probably even Rick Hahn or Kenny Williams. You know what I'm saying? Because that's his buddy. 
and he wants to prove that this decision was right. So that'll be something good. But I, I, I'll say this um, as a Sox fan, it, whatever positive happens, it won't be as joyous if this decision wasn't made. And that's the thing. I think that's what we're really trying to say. Like you took some of the genuine affinity that we had for what was taking place out of it. And you instead injected in a way politics into it that didn't, we didn't need. I'd rather be talking about a dude cheating, right? And both of these guys are cheaters. I said that before. Him with super steroids from Oakland all the way to, 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 to the, 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 the birds on the bat, all right? Him with that, with, with cheating and bringing the cheater all the way back there from two St. Louis, talking about Mark McGuire, all right? He, so he's a cheater too. Let's be, let's be clear, all right? Tony Roos is smart enough, and we all know, to see that guys grew to be Hulk, Hulk-like size, right, in off season or two. Not to say they didn't put in work, because if you're not putting in work, you're really not using steroids right anyway, all right? If you're Jason Giambi in it, you're not going to get the type of effects, especially long-lasting, that you want, all right? But still, um, I'd rather be sitting here talking about A.J. Hinch and what he did than reliving everything that's been happening the last seven months. You know what I'm saying? That's what... That's what I felt like Jerry Ronsoff was like, you know what? Yeah, but we're going to get over it. And it's like, we have to do that. And it's like, so it also just goes to show like how much, how, what do you really feel? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's privileged from this. And I, I really hate keeping beating his drum. It's privileged because you don't have to deal with it every day. You know, like you don't have, you don't have these worries. So you can care today for the next two weeks. It's on the back burner. And don't think I wake up thinking about being black, like, oh, man, I got to go through it. I'd rather not think about it, all right, until it's shoved in my fucking face. Right? I'd rather be oblivious to it, right? And I'd rather be with my head in the clouds. But it's persistent. So it's, it's a privilege when it's not persistent, and you can make these moves like that. And that's basically the gist. I don't want to keep anybody any longer. Um, as we try out the stream yard, shout out to the people that have checked in to our first live. We definitely appreciate it. Um, Ryan, real quick, you check the comments. What do people say? We got anybody in the comments? Let me double check. You're supposed to be all over there. Damn. Yeah, we got um, Dedrin. The higher is trending on Twitter. It's trending number three. It was number four. Uh, he says the hiring is racist and unforgivable. Uh, Dedrin Tony Russo is like having the money to get a 2019 65-inch uh, UHD TV purchased in a 1987 vintage Magnum Box television. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chuck hit us with the hire. Feels like Jerry's trying to mend fences with Tony after all these years. I think Dusty Baker still managing the Astros. A 71 man. This not the same as Dusty Baker because Dusty Baker didn't do anything like this. Dusty Baker was talking about what was coming down on him. Uh, so again, I get it. I definitely appreciate you all for, uh, for chiming in on that, but yeah, we're going to bring y'all more of these lives moving forward. So definitely chime in and let us know, uh, your thoughts. Uh, and also you can sit there and still on, on, uh, YouTube and let us know what you think, your comments. We're going to be interacting with the comments moving forward, but everybody, man, be safe out there. Um, and listen, I hope for us is taking this negative that at one point we can get past this. Um, I hate to say that because it seems like we always have to get past something. Well, at least you guys are a story, no matter what, next year. Yeah, fuck you. All right. So (laughs) thanks, Ryan Bisky. And uh, definitely we'll be back uh, either with an interview or flipping friends this weekend. So everybody out there, just stay safe.